he feels that this person will curse at me, he will mistreat me. Then in the hadith, Rasulullah is saying that person is the worst of is, is the worst of people. Because no one wants to go close to him because of his misconduct. His akhlaq is not good. If we want to understand the importance of good conduct in Islam, then let us keep in mind two prophetic sayings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In one hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa defines to us the essence of deen. What is the essence of, uh, of, the, of this religion that we follow? In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi defines for us the essence of piety. What is piety? What does it mean to be pious? And amazingly, or you can say shockingly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi did not mention a single act of worship. Now this doesn't mean that uh, ibadah, salah, zakah, hajj and everything is not important. It is important. But in one hadith, Rasulullah said, Ad-deenu an-nasiha. Ad-deenu an-nasiha. And those of us who know Arabic will know, Ad-deenu is mubtada and nasiha is khabar. And normally, a mubtada, that means a subject, is a definite noun, is a ma'rifa. The khabar, the predicate, is an indefinite noun. Like we say, Zaydun qa'imun, Zayd is standing. In this hadith, Rasulullah brought both the subject and predicate as a definite noun. Ad-deenu an-nasiha. So the ulama of Nahu tell us that when the khabar and mubtada both are brought as a proper noun. So in the Arabic language, you can make either one of the words, the subject and the predicate. So ad-deen can either be the mubtada, it can be the khabar also. Ad-deenu an-nasiha can be the subject, it can be the predicate also. And this is brought for emphasis and restriction in meaning. So what does ad-deenu an-nasiha mean? Deen is, deen is nothing but wanting good for others. What does an-nasiha mean? Iradatul khair lil ghair. To want good for others. And if we have to make an-nasiha the subject, it will mean wanting good for others is deen. There is nothing else to deen. How great was the, was the foresight of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. اِتَّقُوا فِرَاسَةَ الْمُؤْمِنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَنْظُرُ بِنُورِ اللَّهِ Rasulullah said that fear the farsightedness of a believer for verily he sees with the nur of Allah. الْبِرُّ حُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says piety, piety is good character. That's it. So in both hadith, Rasulullah is not mentioning acts of worship. Why? Because Rasulullah's farsightedness was very great. He had firasa. اِتَّقُوا فِرَاسَةَ الْمُؤْمِنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَنْظُرُ بِنُونِ اللَّهِ When we think of religion, religiousness, piety, pious, what is the image of piety that comes to our mind? Immediately, the image is, and this is all important, what I'm I hope, I hope we are able to understand the actual purpose of me saying this. This is all important. So what comes to our mind is the physical appearance of piety. A person wearing an Islamic hat, Islamic dressing, big beard, old man with white beard, one foot in the grave, one foot in the world. So this is the image of piety that we have. And this is all important. Physical, to keep 
an Islamic physical appearance is also matloob, is also something that is very important in the deen. That is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua. Allahumma ja'al alaniyati saliha wa ja'al sarirati khayran min alaniyati. Make my outer appearance, my physical appearance, give me a pious physical appearance. That I should look like a pious person. And make my inner self, my heart, make this more better than my outside. So this is also very important. But Rasulullah did not define piety and religion just by these actions, just by salah, ibadah, zakah, physical acts of worship. To highlight the importance of good conduct, good akhlaq in our deen. Especially if we are representatives of Islam and we are flag bearers of Islam in a non-Muslim country, the non-Muslims are not looking at our ibadah. They don't know how we perform salah. They don't know how much charity we give. They don't, they, they don't see how we perform hajj. What they see is the akhlaq of a believer. That is why our mashayikh say, that good character is like the fruit. They are like the fruits of our deen. So if you have a tree, it has no leaves, no branches, nothing. So this tree doesn't look very nice from the outside. But you take this same tree, it has branches, it has leaves, it has beautiful fruits. So even on the eyes, it looks very attractive. So that is why good character is very important. A person with iman, let alone killing and oppressing innocent people, he will not even hurt an ant, he will not even hurt a fly. He will not hurt a fly. There is a story mentioned in the books of the Sufiya, of the Mashaikh, and this story is attributed to Imam Ghazali. They say that this incident happened with Imam Ghazali. It is said that when he passed away, Someone saw him in his, in his dream and they asked him, what has happened to you? So he said that I thought that certain actions of mine would become the means of my salvation in the Akhirah. Because I had taught so many students the knowledge of deen. And I had given many lectures and through me, thousands of people accept Islam and thousands of people made tawbah. And I wrote many beneficial books through which thousands of people benefited. So in my mind, I always had that perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive me for any one of these reasons. But what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell me? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told me that when I looked at your book of deeds, I did not see a single action that you did for my sake. Your teaching, your lecturing, your writing books was all for the sake of the people. You had riyah. But because you spent your entire life making the khidmah of deen, and you served the deen your entire life, I had to look for an action to forgive you. And the only action that I found that you did with ikhlas, with sincerity, was that once you was writing something, and when your ink dried up, you put your pen, your wooden pen inside the ink pot, and as you took it out, a fly came and sat on the tip of the pen, and it started licking the ink. So you thought to yourself, 
that this is a makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let it finish uh, licking the entire ink. So, that, so he waited for a while until the fly drank all of the ink and then he put that pen back in the ink pot and then he started writing. He said, this is the only action you did with the khlas and it is because of this I have, forgi- I have, I have forgiven you. So that's what Rasulullah says in the hadith لَا تَحْقِرَنَّ مِنَ الْمَعْرُوفِ شَيْئًا وَلَوْ أَن تَلْقَ أَخَاكَ بِوَجْهٍ تَلْقَ Do not ever look down at any good deed, even if, you, even if it be meeting a Muslim brother with a smiling face. So that is why a person with true iman, he will not even hurt a fly. It is said about Mona Masihullah Khan, who was one of the senior disciples of Mona Masihullah it is said about him that once, when uh, he had an injury on his feet, his feet was wounded, so uh, he was sitting down, and some flies came and sat on this wound. So the, the, the students who were around him, they were trying to uh, uh, get rid of the flies. He said, no, let, let this fly, this fly is a makhluk of Allah. Let him drink my blood. Although we all know that if you have an injury or you're wounded and you have blood coming out of your body, if a fly or anything has to be licking your blood, you'll be in severe pain. So despite the sheikh being in severe pain, he said, no, this is the makhluk of Allah, let him drink. So this is how much compassion our ulama, our masayikh had even for animals. Today we don't have the same compassion for one another, for human beings. Whether they're Muslim or non-Muslim, it doesn't matter. Everyone is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why our mashayikh say that if we claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is the sign of us loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is to have love for the entire creation of Allah. Because we cannot see Allah. How can we manifest our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? There is no way of manifesting our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He is an invisible being to us. The only way to manifest our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to extend our love for the entire creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because that is the requisite of love. When you love someone, you love everyone and everything associated with the beloved. That is why Rasulullah said in the hadith, Al-khalqu ayalullah wa ahabbu al-khalq ila Allahi anfa'uhum li'ayalih. That... أَحَبُّ الْخَلْقِ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَيَالُهُ The family, the household, the subordinates of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are His most beloved creation. That means the entire creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are beloved to Allah. The word ayal in Arabic refers to those family members who are under your care. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to His entire creation as His family because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rabbul Alameen because He takes care of His entire creation. Why does He do it? Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Not because He's in need of us because He is that merciful being. Out of mercy and love for us, He takes care of us. And what does Rasulullah say? And that person who is the most beloved to Allah anfa'uhum li'ayalihi is that person who is a cause of benefit for the creation of Allah. So a Muslim, a believer, a person with iman, he doesn't cause harm to anyone in society. He is nothing but a cause of benefit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
give us the tawfiq to be of benefit to others. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to refrain from being of any type of harm or inconvenience to anyone. Because our mashayikh say that the door of nubuwa and prophethood is closed, but the door of wilaya and friendship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is open for everyone. For every male and female ila yawm al-qiyamah. And one of the conditions of wilaya is that a person is not a cause of inconvenience to anyone whatsoever, not even an animal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.